The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The Underdog Sports Podcast Network presents Hang Time, a pro basketball podcast. Welcome to another episode of Hangtime Junior. I'm Will Posnan, and uh, today is November 4th. That's when I'm recording this at almost 10 p.m. Uh, I got the the politics stuff playing in the background, so that's exciting. I'll be talking about that today, um, as you know, as well as some basketball stuff. We'll bounce back and forth. Uh, sporadically and uh and that's what we're doing today i mean right now you know what i wonder if uh i've never are you allowed to bet on politics that's one thing i've never thought about is if you can bet on elections i bet you there's got to be a place you know what i don't know if uh if on bovada sportsbook you can bet on the election but if you can Oh, I think I don't know, man. I don't even want to jinx it by being like it's it's going one way or the other. But you know what I will say though, speaking of that, is that all of the the gamblers and the people who subside on I don't know if I use that word right, who's the people who are part of the gambling economy, the people who make a living off of gambling. Uh, all those people in Nevada, shout out to them, man. Dude, Nevada should have, Nevada's like the new Pennsylvania. Like, that's the state that, I mean, if if Arizona goes for Biden, it's all going to come down to Nevada. And that's kind of crazy, man. Like, I don't know. I just, it would be kind of poetic for America to be saved by Nevada. Like, Nevada, in my mind, is Casino, is the movie Casino, where, and it's like people being shot in the head and buried in the desert. Like, that's what Nevada is to me. I'm sure it's like, you know, there's a lot of nice preschools there and fast food restaurants and swimming pools. It's just a normal place. But in my mind, that's what Nevada is. So if Nevada ends up being the thing that gets uh, the state that gets Trump out of office, that'd be pretty sick. That'd be totally tubular, as the surfers say. <laughs> Pretty sick. Um, but yeah, you know what? Also, okay, this is kind of politics and basketball. This is the nexus point. Fuck Donald Trump for his crowd chanting LeBron sucks. Specifically for that. I know there's a lot of other things that were gross and shitty. But what? That was so corny. That was so corny. Uh like what a what a loser, what a loser that he's mad at, um, that he's mad at LeBron James. Like, I mean, it'd be one thing if he's like, if it was about being a diehard Heat fan or something. That's the only good reason. 
I mean, the Heat were not going to win that series. You know, if if Trump was Trump, probably is like a Clippers fan, but he stopped being a fan once they got rid of Donald Sterling. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I uh yeah, I thought that was really gross. I thought that was really gross that he was reveling in anti LeBronness. Um and he didn't even use the Jordan card either. Like he was like, We all hate LeBron in this stadium. Um and then nobody brought up Jordan. Like if you're really trying to upset LeBron, at least do ten seconds of homework. There's that's why this man can't find a pathway to victory tonight. He can't even find a clear pathway to insulting LeBron in a way that would have resonated with him when all you have to do is go on Twitter for half a second. The guy lives on Twitter. He doesn't even know how to hurt LeBron's feelings. Like, I mean, you know. Well, the other thing is Donald Trump's not going to really be able to criticize someone else's hairline. That's not really within his purview. Um <laughs> Uh, one second. Let me pause this. Okay, I'm back. That was instantaneous for you. Um, so, I, I just checked Bovada, and you're not able to bet on which, uh, which athlete we think that LeBron is going to insult next. But if I could bet on it, I'm going to go with Coco Goff. That's my prediction for, oh, wait, did I say LeBron? Oh, man, I messed that up. Oh, that was so funny in my head. Oh, it's ruined forever. But, yeah, I think that Donald Trump, the next athlete he says something about is, like, Coco Goff. He's like, she's not even a champion or whatever. It doesn't matter because um, I messed up the bit. But let's – okay, let's go away from politics because because uh, it's – this is cathartic for half the people to talk about it. And then – but then there's also the people that are like, yeah, but – there still hasn't been a stimulus plan and all that stuff, and that's valid too. So, basketball. Oh, oh, I can talk about the draft. That's a good thing for me to talk about. Let me pull up uh, the the mock draft, if you will. <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, I can already say right now that a lot of my opinions on the draft are not, um, like... There is going to be some – they're just – they're way different than what <laughs> – yeah, I'm trying to sugarcoat it. I have a lot of opinions on the draft that are not similar to what the mock drafts uh, – and I've I've watched some of these guys. <laughs> there's people out here who study these guys, so there's guys like – like when I watch a little bit of footage of Devin Vassell – or Aaron Neesmith or Patrick Williams. And it's like, oh, this is a, like Aaron Neesmith's like a wing who can do one thing. He can shoot. Or Patrick Williams, they're like, this guy's a project. Or Precious Oshawa is like, this guy's a project. Like we think that we can, like I have no way of knowing. If you show me a small forward and you say, hey, this guy's great except he can't shoot. But we think we can teach him to shoot. I There's no there's no part of me that goes, oh, I can Kawhi's going to learn how to shoot, but Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Kawhi's going to learn how to shoot, but Michael Kidd Gilchrist never will. And, you know, Josh Jackson never will, but 
uh, Nick Batum will be able to shoot for a year and a half and then unlearn the be- like. So there's that. Um, so there are guys like that. Like I would say a lot of those wings, I'm going to say no comment on. Um, and I also, I hate being pessimistic. Like personally, I don't think Tyrese Maxey's ever going to learn how to really shoot. Same with RJ Hampton. But there are people that think that they're going to be great shooter or like good at it. But I also feel like Killian Hayes will get better and better. So, and I'm actually, I don't know. I'm more optimistic about LaMelo ball learning how to shoot. Cause I saw like, I don't think that LaMelo and Lonzo will be the most similar players. Like a lot of people think they're going to be so similar. Um, I think that the one similarity they have though, is that they're both going to, work hard to maximize their potential. And I'm still, I mean, I've said over and over that I'm on the Lonzo bandwagon and I'm willing to be the last person. Like, I'm never going anywhere. I'm very pro-Lonzo and uh, so, I'm. and you know what's weird? I'm more, I prefer Lonzo to LaMelo and I think I always will. Um, but I think that LaMelo's going to be solid. Like, I think LaMelo is going to be like the second coming of Sean Livingston. I think that's like reasonable to expect. And people forget like Sean Livingston um before the before some of the injuries like I don't think he ever made an All-Star game, but he was the best guard on a playoff team. And I think that's what LaMelo can be. He can be the best guard on a playoff team and maybe even the fourth best player on a championship team. Um if you put the right guys around him. Um, that would be, yeah. I, th- I don't think that LaMelo will ever make an all NBA team. Um, I don't think you can bet on that, on that on Bavada, but I, that is something that I, I think if we're looking at these guys and we go, which of these guys have all NBA potential? Some people would say James Wiseman. I would be the last person to say that because I just don't think James Wiseman's going to work hard enough to and I also think that like people are forgetting A that a lot of these really really good centers are really young like of the four best bigs in the league Embiid's the oldest. Then you got and this is just this is in terms of age. You got uh or maybe Anthony Davis the oldest, but those two are right there. You got Jokic and you got Towns as the youngest. And all those guys are pretty young. And then the guys coming up underneath them, there's some really good centers coming in. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be an all-star, multiple-time all-star. I think he's really great. Uh, I think DeAndre uh, Aiden is going to be an all-star. I am I would be more confident in Jaron Jackson Jr., but I think they're both great. I'm, I think that both of them, I would prefer both of them by a lot to James Wiseman. Um, and also, I would prefer the USC guy whose name I can't pronounce to James Wiseman, Okongwu. I would prefer Obi Toppin to James Wiseman. I mean, I, I think James Wiseman's... I think he'll be lucky if he's as... Uh, I think he'll be lucky if he's as good as Clint Capella. Like, 
I don't think he gets there. I don't think he gets to the Steven Adams level. Like, I think people, when they go athleticism, like, they think that athleticism with a big, it's like a can't-miss thing. And, uh, like, JaVale McGee came into the NBA with crazy athleticism, and it took him a while to figure it out. And JaVale McGee, just, he could never be the starting center on a playoff team. Um he could certainly never be a go-to. He's never an all-star candidate. Um, there are athletic... I mean, maybe James Wiseman, his best-case scenario in my mind is like DeAndre Jordan with a jump shot, which is a very good player. I mean, DeAndre... But I don't think he'll be the defensive powerhouse that DeAndre Jordan was. So, like, DeAndre Jordan with the jump shot on offense, and then on defense... I don't know. I mean, people compare him to Hassan Whiteside, and if you draft him and he's Hassan Whiteside, that's a disaster for you. If you draft him top five. Like, Hassan Whiteside was out of the NBA, then Miami took a chance on him, and he worked his ass off for two years, got a huge contract, and then took his foot off the gas a little bit. Um, If... You're, uh, if you're James Wiseman, like if you're James Wiseman, you're coming to, you're getting drafted in the top five. So you got that locked in 5 million a year, 6 million a year contract for the first five years. It's very hard to decide which year you're going to work your ass off. And then like, okay, so you do it towards the end of the contract. I just, I don't know. For me, that's the stay away guy. For me, Anthony Edwards is the culture guy where if you put him on the right team, he does great. But I still think like people are comparing Anthony Edwards to Dwayne Wade. I think his ceiling's more like Andrea Godala. I think that Dwayne Wade I don't think he has Dwayne Wade's vision. I don't think he has like I don't I'm not saying he has no vision. I don't think he has Dwayne Wade's vision. And that's a huge difference. And I don't think he has Dwayne Wade or Donovan Mitchell's tenacity. Um, and I don't think he has no tenacity. I just don't think he has the Dwayne Wade, Donovan Mitchell tenacity. I think he has, like, like Andre Godala before he went to the Warriors on the Sixers, where he was the guy. He was a guy who was very happy <coughs> to make the playoffs and put up great numbers, but he was not, uh, he didn't need it. Like, I don't think it's controversial to say he didn't need it the way Dwayne Wade needs it or even the way Donovan Mitchell needs it. But he's also clutch. He's not scared of big moments. Like, the guys who will, you know, run through fire, like the Donovan Mitchells and the Dwayne Wades, and the Jimmy Butlers, those guys, you don't have to be that guy to be elite. And I think, or to be very, very valuable. Um, Anthony Edwards, I think, will be very, very valuable. Yes, I think that's a good comparison. I think he's going to be like Andre Godala. I think on a team where he's the star, the team will never be quite good enough to compete. And I think on a team where he's the fourth best player, the team will be very, very good. And I think that that is who Golden State logically should want is Anthony Edwards. 
Because you look at like, okay, Denny Avdia, he reminds me of like Boris Diaw in Danilo Gallinari's body. It's like if he can have a really elite jump shot, of course, that's great. But that's not what is how it's cur- – sometimes people will just look at a white European guy and just assume he has a sick jump shot. And that is not the case with him. And he's not even European. So uh, he's Israeli, which is technically Asian. So um, Denny Avdia, not European and does not have a sweet jump shot. Maybe he gets one one day. I think just because if you get that Danilo Gallinari haircut, people just assume that you can shoot a jump shot. But we'll see with him. I I don't think he's the right fit for Golden State. I think LaMelo would be a good fit in Golden State, but it's too risky. It's like, it's like, you know, let's say you've been winning at the casino all night. Let's say you've been going on Bavada and you've been winning tons and tons of money all night. Um, and then at the end of the night, you decide, hey, do I want to do the old double or nothing? That's what the Warriors drafting LaMelo Paul is, because I think it will work. But if it didn't work, it's just a disaster because LaMelo Ball either fits in perfectly to Golden State or him and Draymond are unplayable together and he makes or he's just a normal rookie. And you go, OK, so he doesn't the us putting the ball in his hands isn't as good as us putting the ball in Steph's hands or Draymond's. And it's just a, a clear setback. I'm talking myself out of it, but I kind of want to see it. I w- if I was like Rick and Morty and there were two universes, I would do one where LaMelo Ball's on the Warriors and one where he isn't, and just to see what would be different. Um, speaking of the guys who can teach a jump shot too, remember how I was talking about that earlier? Isaac Okoro is the one guy who I think I just have f- – and I know Devin Vassell can already shoot, but uh, I feel like Isaac Okoro – is the guy who can, I don't know, man, he plays so hard. But this might be Michael K. Gilchrist all over again, where no matter how hard he plays, he just can't learn to shoot a jump shot. Uh, okay, so I talked about all those guys. If I was Minnesota, I would draft either Killian Hayes or Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, I think Killian Hayes is going to be a you know, 95% of Manu Ginobili. Like, he's like an almost Manu Ginobili. I think he's great. I'm a fan. Um, yeah, I think he's he's a real solid, interesting player. And I think Tyrese Halliburton is going to be the 2.0 of Andre Miller. And that's the under... To me, people are like, there's no pathway for Tyrese Halliburton to be an all-star. Um, but, like... What if Andre Miller was just like a little bit better at everything except the basketball IQ stuff, which I don't think you can get any better than Andre Miller is the low key guy uh, who's uh, who is a former player who I would want to be the coach of my team. So first of all, Andre Miller played from when he was 23 to when he was 39. I, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, that's the other thing that guys never, ever talk about. 
when they talk about prospects because it's like a faux pas. But Lamella Ball not playing the thirty nine. Um, Anthony Edwards not playing the thirty nine. James Wiseman not playing the thirty nine. You know who might play the 39? Tyrese Halliburton. On this podcast, I'm saying right now, go on Bavada and pencil Tyrese Halliburton in for a 20-year career. I'm saying it. No one else is going to tell you to do it because it's wildly irresponsible. to. First of all, because you can't. You can't bet on how long a guy's career would be. That would also, like... The website wouldn't be able to keep track of that kind of stuff. But okay, so whatever, whatever. I really think Tyrese Halburn is going to be in the NBA. I think if I were if I were to bet on which guy was going to have the longest career of this class, I would very quickly say Tyrese Halburn. I really am a huge fan of uh, his style. So, and also let's think about if um, if Andre Miller was a better three point shooter because the best three-point shooting year of his career. Well, there's some, like, fluke years where he only... where he just didn't take a lot of threes. And, it, okay, so on when he was taking a lot of threes, he was around... He was uh, under 25%. So imagine Andre Miller with better three-point shooting. And that's what I think Tyrese Halliburton can be. So Andre Miller's, and also he's going to play more minutes. So Andre Miller's best year points-wise, in 2008, he averaged 17 points per 36 minutes. So if we're adjusting for Tyrese Halliburton, and he's playing, well, he's probably playing 36, 40 minutes. So maybe 18 points. So I could see a stat line at 18 points a game. Um, his best assist year, ten assists for thirty six minutes. I could so I could see Tyrese Halliburton for ten years in a row in the middle of his prime, average giving you eighteen, ten, shooting you know eighty six percent from the free throw line, shooting forty percent, nah thirty eight percent from three point line. Like Tyrese Halliburton, man, is uh, yeah. That's that's the guy from this draft that I want. Andre Miller's best PER, by the way, 21.8, which is like, that's a higher PER than a lot of NBA All-Stars. Um, or at least some of them. Every year, there's NBA All-Stars who have a PER lower than that. So, big fan of Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, I mean, there's, you know... Other guys who I, I really like later in the draft. I think that um, later in the draft, Boston should target Vernon Carey because I think they need a big center that they can come that can come in. I really think that if the Celtics had had this, if the Celtics had had Dwight Howard, I think they would have beat the Heat. I think that's the kind of guy they were missing, and I think Vernon Carey Jr. can be that guy. Um, I like Josh Green out of Arizona. I think he's going to be like his non-relative Danny Green in the NBA. I like Tyrell Terry a lot. I think that he uh, it, he's the guy to me later in the draft who could be an all-star. Uh, 
I never like the super fast point guard who rises because they're so fast. But well, sometimes I do. I like De'Aaron Fox a lot, but I didn't. I don't like Kyra Lewis Jr. that much, and I also don't like Jalen Smith that much. I, there's just guys where I just think that I don't know. There's just guys I watch like film of them, whatever. I watch YouTube videos of them. And I'm just like, they're beating up on college players who are way worse than them. And I just don't see enough footage of them going against. And that was one thing I like about about Tyrell Terry is there's a lot of footage against of him going against elite guys in the Pac-10. And I know that Jalen Smith is going against really good talent in the ACC, but I don't know. It just, all the highlight reels I saw of him... It was against lesser competition. I I just he's gonna have to shoot really well to to succeed in the NBA because he's a little slower than you want out of a stretch four. Um, I like Sadiq Bay a lot out of Villanova. I think he's like he, he's just like a professional. Like I think he's gonna he's another guy where I go he's gonna be in the NBA ten plus years. Um, I said I like Obi Toppin. Okay. Any any people who I'm trying to think who's like an out of nowhere guy or who's like Yeah, I think that I'm pretty uh, let me let me pause this real quick. Okay, I'm perusing through and just seeing if there's any Oh, you know who's a who's a lower end guy who I mean I think that I think Trey Jones is going to be solid just a solid not even backup point guard. I think he's just going to be solid. You can play him at point guard when you need to. Um like Rashad McKinney, not or like Raymond Felton, like one of those guys just like hey, he can either be the band-aid point guard on a good team around him or he can be uh Solid, solid backup. Jared Jack, whatever. Um, and then I like Cassius Winston because was Cash no not Ca- well Cassius Winston. I liked watching him play, but who's the one who Gilbert Arenas said that? Oh, Cassius Stanley. Cassius Stanley. Gilbert Arenas said he's going to be a good NBA player, and I actually trust Gilbert Arenas on basketball stuff. So. Oh, and I like Devin Dotson. I think Devin Dotson is like uh I just like Kansas guards. I think that they I think Kansas guards, especially like the under the radar, slightly under the radar ones, they know what they're up against in terms of really sticking in the NBA. And I think Devontae Graham is like the the best example of that on the on Charlotte. But yeah, I kind of like Devin Dotson. Um, yeah. Cool. And uh I know a lot of people like Desmond Bain. And it's like a lot of smart people like him, so I'm cool with him too. Um, okay. I think that's enough about the draft. Let's let's pivot back to politics. Um, a little bit and then 
that's yeah that'll be the last thing i do is just a slight pivot back to politics um yeah i don't i don't have anything oh i don't have any other like good bets that could be in this um unless you can go on bovada and bet that biden will not run again i really hope that's another like hope that i have is that he gets it that this is like a one-off <laughs> if he runs again at 82 that's gonna be a nightmare i just hope he i mean right now it kind of looks like he's gonna win i hope he does because the thing is like i'm not like a fan of his and it's cool if you are, but it's like, to me, he's like a slice of bread. He's like very much par for the course, which is not ideal in terms of politicians. But the so on one side, you got a slice of bread. And then on the other side, you have a talking mound of shit that swears that it's chocolate. And it's like, that's my problem is that. It's one thing to be like, if you went to a restaurant and they gave you a slice of bread, you'd be furious. You'd be like, I, I thought this was a nice restaurant. You just gave me a slice of bread. But this isn't a restaurant. This is a choice between a slice of bread and a mound of shit that swears that it's chocolate. And if you believe the mound of shit for the second time, four years after eating fucking mounds of shit, man... Yeah, I don't have that's just it's frustrating to me. It's frustrating to me that anybody would I thought every 4 years ago so I forget that uh our education system is not as good as I want it to be and people uh are not as smart sometimes in this country as I want them to be. And I'm not saying voting for Biden makes you smart. I'm saying you're not smart if you're believing in Trump in 2020. There's just no – I don't know if he has a pathway to victory or not, but there's no pathway to being a smart person and believing that shit. Um, Or maybe I'm an idiot. Who knows? Maybe I'm the one who's very wrong. But I don't know, man. This country – Seems like it's in a pretty terrible place and he's been in charge four years in a row. So, you know, and how about this? And this is where I'll end it. Um, Wasn't his whole thing was going to be that he was going to arrest Hillary Clinton for corruption? Like, he didn't do that. If you're a Trump supporter, how do you support him not having done that? All he would have to do is just executive order something. He could have done it. He didn't do it. He didn't do the big thing that he promised he was going to do, which was to lock her up. He didn't lock her up. So maybe he's just not that competent. You know, it seemed like he wanted to lock her up. He wasn't able to lock her up. So maybe uh, you shouldn't have so much faith in the leader of the free world when his mission statement is to lock up one old lady and he can't even do that. Uh, I feel like that's a good place to end it. I mean, it's, you know... That's a good place to end it. You know, if if you listen to this whole thing, that means a lot to me because that means that you like my uh, most, like my wayward thought process. And sometimes I don't even like it. So if you like it, that means a lot to me. 
And just if you listen to this whole thing, definitely hit me up on Instagram at Will Posnan. Tell me that you did because uh, it'll it'll make my day. If this ending reeks of neediness, then just go back like a few seconds and pretend you didn't hear it. I think that's good. I feel good about this. Uh, <laughs> this is ending like a Mark Marin spiel. But yeah, um, thanks. And if you if you voted, thank you for voting. And if you thought constructively before you voted, thank you for thinking constructively before you voted. Um, and I'll see you again soon. Thank <laughs> you.